Entrepreneurship is this big, glorified, fantastic thing that can provide so much freedom in your life. 100%. It's amazing. And as someone who's literally created that life, I can say for certain it's a beautiful life. It's not the only beautiful life, but it's a beautiful life. But unfortunately, most people that are trying to create that life on their terms, that freedom that everyone always talks about, and become an entrepreneur are doing nothing more than playing entrepreneur, otherwise known as being a wantrepreneur. They're not actually doing the things that will create the results they want, and the psychology that they have is not leading them to the goals and the dreams uh, that they've wanted for such a long time. So today, I'm going to show you how to know if you're playing entrepreneur or if you're actually being one. This is the Path to Mindset Mastery Podcast. My name is Brad Bizjak. I'm a personal development expert with 10 years plus coaching experience. I've built up a multi-million dollar income, helping people to master their mind and wire it for success. And in this podcast, it'll give you the principles and strategic tools to achieve true and lasting success in the areas of money and business and career, all the way to topics like marriage, love, and parenting. This is the place where you start the process of rewiring your mind for true and lasting success from the inside out. This is the Path to Mindset Mastery Podcast. So I have a very close friend where I had to have a little bit of a come to Jesus talk with him the other day about the actions being taken in his business. See, he's been trying to get his business off the ground for a little bit of time. Um, and when evaluating the actions, asking him you know, what was going into the business he was trying to create, a lot of the things that he was mentioning weren't actually leading to clients. They were glorified procrastination measures that felt good to do, but he was mistaking movement for achievement. And we had to have the talk that I am going to have with you today about shifting from playing entrepreneur or being a entrepreneur to actually being an entrepreneur. If you think about a lot of people in the place of playing entrepreneur, trying to get their business off the ground. So if you've ever felt stuck, like you can't seem to get sales to continue rolling in, or you feel like people aren't coming to you in the way that you thought they would, or no one's listening on social media, or you can't get yourself to take action, or you feel like I should be further along than I am right now, or I'll be happy when I get my business off the ground, and you're almost putting that six-figure income on a pedestal, wondering why it's not happening, and you don't feel like you have the confidence to really put yourself out there, and you're living in perfection, tiptoeing around the edges of a dream, playing not to lose instead of playing to win, it's a sign that you're playing entrepreneur. But one of the greatest signs is to ask yourself honestly, if you're waiting to be told what to do, ask yourself if you're waiting to be told what to do. One of the biggest mistakes that I see people that are playing entrepreneur make is that they're waiting for direction. You are in the business of creation. That is literally your job. You are creating something from nothing, creating something from scratch that solves a problem. And if you are waiting to be told what to do, you're likely living in perfection. You're likely waiting for some certainty to know that you're on the right path. Entrepreneurship is full of uncertainty. You have to be okay with uncertainty if you're in this game. And where does this come from, by the way? This comes from an employee mindset. What I love about my team is that every single person on my team doesn't have an employee mindset. They have what I call an entrepreneur mindset. It's thinking creatively, taking risks, going after big goals and dreams. And it's incredible. But society grooms most people to come to business with an employee mindset. And if you think about this from a broad, generalized perspective, being an employee means you're trying not to fail. 
you're not taking risks because why? Your promotion, making more money, is determined by your ability to get a great performance review. And so in a performance review, what typically happens? You're noted on the areas you're doing well, and then you're highlighted on the areas where you're not doing well. And you're told to overly focus on those areas and you don't double down on your gifts. So you're always wondering how you're being evaluated and you're playing not to lose instead of playing to win. You're waiting for direction. You're waiting for someone to check your work to make sure that it's right so that you get the promotion. In fact, when you have an employee mindset, success seems scarce, Because there's limited amounts of promotions and there's a few people fighting for those promotions. But in entrepreneurship, every single person can have success. But if you are waiting to be told what to do so you don't make a mistake, you're in the wrong game. You need to make sure and realize that you need to tell yourself what to do. That is one of the most important pieces of this. You will not be given direction. You create the direction. And so ask yourself if you're doing that right now. Am I waiting for certainty before I take bold, courageous action? Another sign that you're playing entrepreneur instead of being a entrepreneur, instead of actually being an entrepreneur, is that you're likely prioritizing support functions or things that don't lead directly to a sale. In business, and we'll talk about this more in just a few minutes, the number one focus that I have at all times is sales. It is how can I bring in revenue to my company? It's what I am obsessed with on a day-to-day basis. There is not a day goes by that I am not prioritizing making sales. But if you're playing entrepreneur instead of actually being one, you're likely prioritizing support functions. You're likely prioritizing supporting the existing customers you have, which by the way, supporting customers is not a bad thing. It needs to happen in business. You absolutely Absolutely need to make sure and support them. But if that's your number one focus and it takes most of your time, you won't have a business to support customers for very long. Sales is the lifeblood of your business. So if you are prioritizing these support functions, like let's say social media graphics, or making sure to get your newsletter out, or making sure that you're supporting your clients, or making sure everything's organized in Asana, or all of these things, and that's your number one focus as an entrepreneur, especially in the beginning, then you will notice that you won't have a business for very long. You just have a very time-consuming hobby. It is not a business until it is producing revenue. So if you're prioritizing support functions that needs to go out the window and your number one focus needs to switch to sales, making an offer, write this down. If you put more offers in front of more people, someone's going to be smart enough to say yes. Your job is to make as many offers as humanly possible to increase the profitability of your company. That's how you get great at making offers. A lot of people think, well, I need to make sure and get this offer right before I put it out to the market. The way to know if the market is, if the offer is right is putting it out to the market. You need to put it in front of more people. You need to get your reps. In the beginning, it'll be one out of 20 say yes. And it's not very good and kind of demoralizing. 5% though is pretty amazing. In fact, if I take a look at one of our launches where 10,000 people come through, only about 500 people buy. That means that 95% of people that come through my launches don't buy, which means I'm getting rejected most of the time. Yet it creates millions in sales. That means that if you're playing entrepreneur and you are not comfortable with rejection, You better get comfortable with it very, very quickly. Otherwise, you are going to be prioritizing functions that don't actually yield a business result. Your job right now is to get as many offers in front of as many people as you possibly can. So in the beginning, you're getting one out of 20. But then over the course of time, you start to notice that goes to two out of 20 and three out of 20 and four out of 20. 
and it gets better and better and better because you're getting your reps in. And some of these support functions that you might be prioritizing that I see all the time is things like a website or a fancy logo or even getting a certification. Let me talk about each of those. If I take a look at the millions of dollars of sales that we produce every year, want to know how many come through my website? Less than one-tenth of one percent. Less than one-tenth of one percent. Sales come through launching products. But if I need this big, beautiful website before I ever launch my business, my focus is in the wrong place. It is not about having the best website in the world or having the fanciest logo in the world. That does not matter. People pay to have their problems solved. Your job is to communicate how your product or service solves one of their problems in exchange for dollars. That's what you need to focus on. But if you're rationalizing a website or a fancy logo, then you're literally just glorifying procrastination. That's all it is, glorified procrastination. It is not actually productive, you are mistaking movement for achievement. And it feels like I'm digging a knife into your core a little bit. I am because I'm going to show you how to switch this in just a moment. Another way of mistaking movement for achievement and prioritizing support functions is seeking the next certification. I see this all the freaking time. People will need to get certified before they feel confident putting their out there offers out there. I had a million dollar business before I ever had a certification. Now, that doesn't mean certifications are bad because I got a certification, but I got a certification so that I could utilize the skill sets there, but I didn't use the certification as a way to procrastinate from taking action to make sales. It's incredibly important that you don't utilize certifications as a way to hide and feel like, okay, I need to make sure and get the certification so I can posture myself and show that I'm more qualified. No, you need to reach out, pound the pavement, and actually ask for a sale. And in some cases, certifications are required. Like if, let's say, I'm getting brain surgery, I would want my neurosurgeon to know what they're doing. But in most of the cases, especially most people listening to this podcast, you are offering a service that helps people based on your previous life experience, which requires no certification whatsoever. If you are one-tenth of one step in front of someone, you can add value to their life and help them. Ask them to offer your services in exchange for dollars. You do not need to procrastinate or seek more certainty by getting a certification before you start. Another huge mistake that's a sign that you're playing entrepreneur is that you are taking 100% responsibility for your client's success. Huge mistake. Now, how does that make sense? We have a lot of very happy clients. Well, as your business grows, you have more and more and more clients. We have thousands of clients in our ecosystem, right? In the beginning, if I start off by taking 100% responsibility for my client's success, then what am I doing? Two things. Number one is I'm spending all of my time making sure they didn't miss something, reaching out, following up, holding them accountable to things, which is exhausting for me. But the second thing that's often overlooked is that I am not allowing them to develop the independence to change their life. I am creating a culture that is dependent on me for transformational change. And if I create a culture that's dependent on me for transformational change, then no one ever actually changes. They just have a mask over their transformation. That mask is you. And I live this way for a very long time. When you take responsibility for your client's success, what you're actually saying is I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid that I'm going to be judged. The focus isn't actually on your client's success. It's on how you are being perceived. That's what happens when you're taking 100% responsibility. And when you think about the idea of scaling your business to the next level, you're not going to want to do it because all of your time is spent on your clients making sure that they're getting the results that they want. 
And so your time is being spent there. And so you think if I'm going to expand my business, that means more time being spent with more clients, which means more time away from my family. No, it is your job to give your clients the opportunity to create success. Deliver on your promise by providing the services that you said you'd provide them with. But whether or not they use those services is on them. And finally, the sign that you're playing entrepreneur is that you are waiting for certainty. Kind of very similar to what we talked about in the beginning about being waiting to be told what to do. Certainty needs to be a byproduct, not your driver. If you are an entrepreneur and certainty is your number one driver, you will close the world in around you to feel a sense of control, which means that you're not letting your heart expand, which means that you are avoiding failure. And then all of a sudden you feel this pain in your heart that feels a lot like regret, like you want to sprint, but there are chains around your ankles. You need to face uncertainty. It is a requirement for growth, which leads me into... Did you know that your brain isn't naturally wired to be happy and successful? It's actually wired to survive. So any moment in time, it's looking for what to protect you from, for what could go wrong. And that's why success might seem so hard. I believe that rewiring your mind is the only way to create lasting success and fulfillment. That means unlearning what you've been taught your entire life about what it means to be successful. And in order to do that, you need to uncover the limiting beliefs and toxic thought patterns hiding in your mental blind spots, which is exactly why I created a completely free assessment that will show you exactly how your mind is currently wired and if you're on track to create the success you deserve. And if you're not, I'll show you exactly what to do about it so you can rewire your mind for true and lasting success like the high performer you're meant to be. So you can finally break the chains of mediocrity and create the life on your terms that you've been craving for so long. And the best part is this assessment is yours absolutely free. To access it, head to quizzes.bradbizjack.com and you can start rewiring your mind right now. Being an entrepreneur, what are some of the top qualities that I've noticed in being an entrepreneur? After having grown a multi-million dollar business and done it while still honoring my wife and daughter and living a really beautiful life, I can give you some of the qualities. Now, this isn't an extensive and exhaustive list. This is some of the main things that I have seen the most successful people do. The first thing of being a true entrepreneur is that your number one focus at all times is sales. That doesn't mean you don't prioritize other tasks in your business sometimes. It means that the majority of your time working is spent on getting dollars to come into the business. If your number one focus is not on dollars coming into the business, then you are going to be killing your business. So 80, 90% of my day is on driving revenue for the company. That is number one. It's the lifeblood of the business that I am focused on at all times. That's number one. And it needs to be your number one too. Then what happens when you drive sales is you can hire resources to help with all these support functions that you've been using as a procrastination tool. Second thing, an entrepreneur doesn't wait for motivation. They realize that a lightning bolt of motivation isn't going to come and strike them in the ass. That's not how it works. They act because motivation is a byproduct of action. Does that make sense? Motivation is the byproduct from action. If you don't feel like working out, but you start working out because you have the discipline to do it, then what happens next? All of a sudden you get the motivation to finish the workout. You do not wait for motivation to do the work. You do the work and the motivation comes. Third, entrepreneurs use their time on business producing activities, very similar to number one. 
What that means is if there are support functions that are not checked off the list, they wait until tomorrow if they have to. 80 to 90% of your time is spent on driving revenue for the company. And this leads to creating your own certainty. An entrepreneur creates their own certainty by trusting it'll work out when you take uncertain action. It is leap and you will grow your wings. That's what it takes. Because write this down. To the degree in which you can handle uncertainty is the degree you will be successful as an entrepreneur. Now, if you want to prioritize certainty as your number one, nothing wrong with that. Entrepreneurship just probably isn't the right place. If you prioritize certainty as number one, then you're going to be constantly playing not to lose, constantly wondering if you're doing it right, constantly worried that it's not going to work out, which means you're not going to take risks, which means that there's no energy or creativity to actually solve the problems for your prospects and clients. To the degree in which you can handle uncertainty is the degree in which you will be successful. You need to be able to handle uncertainty. You chose the most uncertain work environment ever. There's a reason why most businesses fail. It's uncertain. It's volatile. You need to be okay with that. And then finally, one of the biggest things that entrepreneurs do, and this is so critically important because I know that most people listening to this episode that are trying to get a business off the ground are probably dealing with this. An entrepreneur does not let their focus waver when people close to them are giving them advice. Let me repeat that. An entrepreneur does not let their focus waver when people close to them are giving them advice. You have people in your life that are very well-meaning people that, if I may speak frankly, don't know shit about building a business. These people are giving you advice. Write this down. The best way to stay broke is to listen to broke people about how to get rich. Let me repeat that. The best way to stay broke is to listen to broke people about how to get rich. That is how you stay broke. Well-intentioned, well-meaning people have never done it. And just like my mentor James Wedmore said, don't take constructive criticism from people who have constructed nothing. This doesn't mean that I don't honor and respect the advice of people in my life that haven't built a business. I honor and respect and love them. Absolutely, they're well-meaning, well-intentioned. But if I'm putting a great filter on of who I'm going to listen to about building a business, with all due respect to my incredible wife, my incredible wife's amazing. I love her so much. But when it comes to building an online business, am I going to listen to my mentor who's built up $100 million in revenue? Or am I going to listen to my wife who has not built up $100 million in revenue? I'm going to listen to the person that's built $100 million in revenue. So another place to look is if your advice that you're receiving comes from other people playing entrepreneur comes from other people that are avoiding action, not prioritizing sales, focusing on support functions, building out the systems instead of just taking freaking action. There's a time and a place for systems. Our business has a ton of systems, but there's a time and a place for it. Getting my business off the ground was not the place for systems. Getting my business off the ground was a place for sales. That's what needed to come first. And as you evolve, you systemize. Absolutely. But in the beginning, If you're taking your advice from people that are not prioritizing sales, then you're clouding your judgment. And so here's what typically happens, especially if this is in a marriage. You'll have the entrepreneur, the visionary who wants to go after these big goals and you'll have this huge idea. But then you'll have your more conservative, more certainty-driven partner saying, well, let's not do that. That's a big risk. What if we tone that down a little bit and do this? Instead, to build up more trust, you know, to make sure that we've, we've established a trust and authority within the marketplace. Let's do that. That's a good idea. And so then what happens? 
because your desire for love from your partner is so high, you bring your vision down to match what will make them feel certainty. And when you bring your vision down to match what will make them feel certainty, then the prospects out in the marketplace don't feel your energy. You are not excited about what you're building. And all of a sudden you get burnt out and you find yourself in a tailwind or in this, this whirlwind of focusing on activities that don't freaking matter because the partner that was giving you advice has never built a business. They've just been employed or they have an idea of what it takes to build a business. Take your business advice from people who have created or are creating what you want to create. Don't, do not let your focus waver when people close to you who have not done this are giving advice. The best way to stay broke is to listen to broke people about how to get rich. One overarching principle with all of this that you need to accept as an entrepreneur, and this is so important, if you're trying to get this off the ground, you need to understand that this is a lonely game. Now, this is why it's so imperative that you have an amazing peer group full of people going after it, because this is a lonely game that the people close to you in your life and your team will not understand. When you become CEO, you have to suspend the need for appreciation and worthiness coming from other people because you will rarely get it. In fact, your number one job as a leader is to give appreciation to the people in your life and your team that are helping bring your vision to life because without them, you don't have a great business. And that's a good thing. That's leadership, giving appreciation. But you need to realize that this is a lonely game. The people in your life are going to start looking at you like you're crazy and you're going to find yourself at family reunions and everyone's going to be talking to each other about how things are going. But no one asks you. No one asks you how things are going and it's not because they don't love you. It's not because they don't care. It's because they don't know what to ask because they have no idea what you do because what you do seems so foreign to them and that's okay. Don't make that wrong. This is a lonely game. It's what you're signing up for. But that's why being around other people going after big goals and big dreams is a big breath of fresh air. Building a business is the greatest form of personal growth I have ever experienced because in order to succeed at it, you have to let go of all of the things that have kept you from doing it to begin with. You chose the road less traveled. It's freaking hard especially in the beginning. It's hard. You need to realize your first 100,000 is way harder to earn than your first million. Why is that? Because your first 100,000, you're compounding different skills, acumen, business, marketing, all those things, and psychology, ways to think about things. And all that stuff is compounding. It's a compound effect. So getting that first 100,000 feels a little bit like you're scraping for it. But once you have the business skills, the marketing skills, the psychology, then all of a sudden you can pour gasoline on it and getting to that first million is way easier than that first 100,000. Then getting to your first 5 million is way easier than your first million. It's compounding skills over time and you build out this amazing network of people that you've served and helped and worked with and success partners. And all of a sudden relationships start to be a focus and that's what allows for exponential growth. All of this being said, there's one thing you need to do on this path to becoming a true entrepreneur. That is celebrate yourself. Celebrate yourself for going after what you really want, going after your dreams, never settling. I'm not saying entrepreneurship is the only answer. In fact, there are amazing people in this world that aren't meant to be entrepreneurs. And that's okay. That does not make you as an entrepreneur better than anybody else. You are not better than anyone else. I have so much to learn from everyone on my amazing team. I have so much to learn from everyone in my life that is, uh, that is doing other, on other paths. But when it comes to building a business, 
I'm taking advice from people that are going after it. And you need to celebrate yourself for taking these actions, for creating your dreams, saying, I am going to create something on my own terms. So take massive freaking action. That's my call to action for you today. I have a huge announcement coming next week. Next week is going to be an incredibly short episode, but I have a huge announcement next week that I'm going to be making. Um, An announcement that is not going to cost anybody anything. It's just an announcement of a different direction. I am taking something in my business. So the call to action for you today is simple. To share this episode with people that you know that are trying to get a business off the ground. Share this episode. Post this in your stories. Tag me so I can share it back and and celebrate you for listening to this. This is going to help people get a real life look into what it actually takes to build a business. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Path to Mindset Mastery podcast today. My name is Brad Bizjack, and always remember, you're only one insight away from a radically different life. I'll see you next week for a big announcement.